touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's Wednesday, so that's crossover day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We've got an awesome one for you today. Aaron Freeman of Lockdown Falcons. Me and him had a conversation earlier today, which we'll get to. This is actually my third time recording the opening of this podcast because I recorded early today, and today... Things just got interesting. Busy, busy, busy day for the Rams, and I think overall change was needed after a three-game losing streak. The day started around noon, and it it spread quickly. First, it was the Rams acquiring Austin Corbett, guard center, O-line help really is what that means for us, for an undisclosed draft pick. Soon after that, it was Marcus Peters being traded to Baltimore for Kenny Young and a fifth-round 2020 draft pick. And really, if you're thinking about that, the Rams were going to get back if they didn't pick up Peters, which the signs now tell us they weren't going to. They were going to get a third or fourth round pick for 2021. So now they get a fifth round pick in this coming draft. They get a younger player, a guy they seem to like, and they save a few bucks, which is going to be needed because this next trade was crazy. The Rams capped off the day and, and maybe not because it's still about 6.30 p.m. Less need and the boys may not be done yet. But they traded to acquire the Jacksonville Jaguars' Jalen Ramsey, who has been very open basically since the beginning of the season that he was looking to get out of there. In exchange, the Rams are giving a 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick, and a fourth-round pick in 2021 as well. Whew! What a day! Only the first two trades had happened when me and Aaron Freeman recorded earlier today. So we discussed it a little bit, but don't worry. We've got Jake Ellenbogen coming on for tomorrow's episode. We are going to dive deep into this. We're going to talk about the new players we got. We're going to talk about all the action that the Rams have been involved in, which includes three trades, four players, five draft picks. Jake's going to come join us and we're going to just break down who are these new players, how they're going to fit into this team. Will they play right away? What's it look like moving forward? How do we feel about losing all these draft picks? All that is going to be talked about a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. Today is crossover. Aaron Freeman, we're breaking it down. So with that, before any other news breaks, we're going to get over to the conversation I had with Aaron Freeman, Lockdown Rams. So without any further ado, let's get into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Aaron Freeman of Lockdown Falcons, and this is your lead story. Aaron, with the Falcons starting out 1-4 and and the Rams losing three straight, in your opinion, coming into this Sunday, who needs the win more? Well, normally I would take it from my team's perspective covering the Falcons, but I think really the Rams still have a shot at making the playoffs. The Falcons do not. And at this point in time, I do think the Rams trying to go on the road, get a win against the uh, Falcons helps keep their season alive, helps get their season back on track. I don't think there's really anything at this point that can really save the Falcon season. It's all circling down the drain. And and while that would normally constitute a situation where the Falcons desperately need a win, having lost four straight games, I think it's at really at the point that their season is pretty much over. And so this is really the Rams' opportunity to sort of get back into the mix with a, a much-needed win. 
Very true. As you're looking at the playoff picture and you're looking at where they sit, the Rams started the season three and oh, uh, kind of gave them the luxury, I guess, if you could say, to losing three in a row. It's never good for any NFL team. Uh, the Falcons really just in desperate need of a win right now. But if we're talking about saving the season and you saying that might be out of reach right now, is this maybe a win that could help save? Uh, Dan Quinn's job or do you think that even at this point uh, throughout the season is going to kind of fizzle out what are your thoughts on head football coach over there I think really with Dan Quinn's job it would take basically a borderline miracle at this point in time to save his job I think you know everybody sort of is not talking about it but I think everybody it's a pretty foregone conclusion that he is going to be out by the end of the year really the question is if the Falcons continue to lose it increases the chances that he may be out before the season is up. And I think really right now, any games that the Falcons win at this point is just sort of prolonging the inevitable. And so if they win against the Rams, that will be certainly a good win for the Falcons, a good win for Dan Quinn to put on his resume and show that his team hasn't quit on him at this point in time. But I think really the reality is it is just basically preventing the possibility that he would get fired at the bye week, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And that's really sort of the deadline that owner Arthur Blank kind of put on the team a couple of weeks ago with some quotes and various sources suggesting that he's willing to give Dan Quinn uh, until the bye week before potentially making a move. And so a win against the Rams this week, I think, could prolong that and, and potentially guarantee that Dan Quinn keeps his job beyond the bye week. But I think eventually inevitably he is going to lose his job by the end of the season. Well, he wouldn't be the only one because we've got multiple people here in Los Angeles. I don't want to say losing their job, but transferring their job to another area. Uh, we had some trades come through today that literally we're sitting here. It's about uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So these kind of just happened, but we'll talk about them. I'm sure we'll talk about them a little bit more as we get down the podcast too, but I uh, want to address it here as we're talking about Dan Quinn potentially losing his job depending on how this season goes. But Marcus Peters today was traded to the Baltimore Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young. Uh, the Rams were not done making moves. They added Austin Corbett, a center slash guard from the Cleveland Browns in exchange for some 2020 undisclosed picks. Uh, the Rams are not sitting still uh, during this slide. They are, they are here to make some moves. It's funny. I talked to uh, former head coach, Jim Fossil yesterday of the New York Giants, and he talked about when he came in in 1997 with the Giants and their team was struggling, uh, and he really just, he said he was making some moves. He changed the culture there. Uh, he took in their special teams unit that was bottom of the league, and, and he fired one guy right away and said, whoever has the lowest two scores next week is going to be gone too. He talked about making big changes to kind of have an impact on the team to let them know this isn't done. The Rams did that today. I don't know if they're done yet. Obviously, looking at our cornerback room with Aqib Tlaib injured, Marcus Peters now gone, a unit that once was looked around the league as maybe a one-two combo that might be the best, uh, now is going to be a little light coming into Atlanta with a couple really good wide receivers. Is that a matchup now you're looking at that uh, Atlanta could take advantage of, that wide receiver uh, matchup versus the cornerbacks? Absolutely. You know, the Rams are pretty beat up in the secondary, as you indicated. Indicated. Um, you know, with the trade of Marcus Peters, you know, losing a key to lead injuries to John Johnson, you know, there are some opportunities for this Falcons receiver core and the tight end with Austin Hooper to really exploit uh, in that secondary. And we'll have to sort of see if the Falcons can take advantage of it. There's been some favorable matchups in some of the recent games, 
where we thought the Falcons would really go off and their passing game would get going. That was not the case. So I wouldn't necessarily think it's an automatic thing. And I think, you know, for the Rams, at least that are worried about this potential matchup, that's a positive for Rams fans because just because the Falcons haven't been able to fully take advantage of some of these advantageous uh, matchups in previous weeks. So there is some hope that uh, the Falcons receivers won't completely decimate uh, the secondary as it tries to sort of fill in the holes. But I think with these Rams making these moves uh, today, that indicates that they are sort of the team looking to sort of get their season back on track and being a little bit more proactive. And I know that's something that a lot of Falcon fans have been hoping this team would have done so far this season and and show a little bit more action in terms of, uh, you know, trying to reshape their roster and and try to get their season back on track. Well, I'd like to see a little bit of action. This is a tough, this is what fantasy football kills you about, right? Because you cover the Rams. I'm here covering the Rams 24 seven, but I've got fantasy football. I've got uh, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones, and I'm waiting for some action out of both those guys. But I, I, now I don't want it this week, but I'm looking at my fantasy matchups. You want that like, uh, can I get like 12 points, but nothing crazy impactful? And that's what you got to love about fantasy football or hate about fantasy football. But uh, to kind of close this on the cornerbacks right now, what the Rams are looking back and looking at in their cornerback room is uh, Troy Hill, uh, who's been, if you ask Ram fans, has been this roller coaster ride of up and down, a little bit more down than up, but he has showed potential. Uh, Nikel Roby Coleman, who usually plays in the slot there, may ask to come out and, and play a little bit more cornerback. He's been a fan favorite and really produced uh, over his contract here. And then you got Darius Williams, who's been only active for one game, second year player, haven't really seen much from him. And then a draft pick, David Long, that we picked up out of Michigan this year, has seen zero games active this season. So, a very thin roster. I'm not sure if the Rams are done here. I don't know if we're going to add a player by Sunday. Maybe someone to kind of uh, bring in through the practice squad and maybe bring up into the active roster. But uh, don't expect much when it comes to that secondary. Uh, we've got a lot of safety, so they're going to have to you know, really step it up, whether that's John Johnson, who actually is injured, so we probably won't have him. But Eric Weddle. Uh, going to have a challenge on this hand with these tall wide receivers that Atlanta has. And Matt Ryan, we know, although they haven't been playing well, uh, he can sling the rock when needed. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Falcons are hoping by coming home after a two-game road stand uh, that that will be playing in the friendly confines of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. will certainly give a boost to this offense, and and maybe they, they can go point for point with this Rams offense that I know isn't necessarily putting up the points and the yards that they have grown accustomed to over the years with Sean McVay, but going up against this Falcons defense, I certainly think they have a golden opportunity to get their offense back on track and look like that sort of high-powered Rams offense of old. Well, we will talk about that Rams offense. We'll talk about the Atlanta defense on the other side when we get back. We're going to take a quick break. More on the other side. Wednesday crossover right after this. Fellas, how we doing in the bedroom? I know, I know. We all think we're killing it. Well, guess what? Yeah, it might not be. The best way to help yourself out is go to bluechew.com. That's right, like the color blue. This is going to increase your performance and give you that little extra confidence you need in bed. The nice thing is you can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter because they are chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. But ding! As we all can tell, the Rams have started these games off slow. I don't know why Sean McVay isn't giving Blue Chew out at the beginning of the game. Instead, it is being delivered at halftime. They have picked up the performance, and you can do the same thing right now. 
Lockdown Rams is going to hook you up and you are going to get a special deal just for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment for free when using the promo code LOCKDOWN. All you do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Do you guys ever find yourself wishing that you can make some extra cash with your NFL knowledge? Well, at MyBookie, they want to make your dream come true this season. I mean, if you look at it, between football season, MLB playoffs, and the start of NBA and NHL seasons, it is time to get off the sidelines and get in the action. You got multiple ways to bet. If you're one of the guys that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you multiply games together for a much bigger payout. Want to bet on fantasy? They got that too. Pick the over-under on the fantasy projections, get into the fantasy world while throwing some money down, or the in-game live betting, which is my favorite. You don't like the score at halftime, you think things are going to change, put some money down during the game, and you can win your money back. It's like hedging your bet or doubling down on your bet. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Locked On listeners, this is by far my favorite day of the week. It is Wednesday crossover. We got Aaron Freeman of Locked On Rams. I am Bear Motter of Locked On Rams. I'm sorry, Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. I am Bear Motter of Locked On Rams. I'm just so used to saying Locked On Rams. It just comes out. Uh, you can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter as well as Locked On Rams. You can find both of those shows on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Aaron, where can everyone find your content uh, for the Atlanta Falcons at? Of course, Twitter, Locked on Falcons, and um, me on Twitter at Falcfans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. And Bear, don't worry, you know, being considered the co-host of Locked on Rams, a lot more stuff, more interesting things going on with the Rams right now than the Falcons. So I wouldn't mind uh, being the host of Locked on Rams, at least for, you know, a day or so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome to come join us anytime. We like we said, we always love these crossovers. Uh, you know, as we look at this matchup, and there are a lot of things circling around the Rams right now. As Sean McVay, uh, probably the most monotone I heard him in his last press conference. But then again, he also was talking about throwing Akib Talib to the IR. He was talking about John Johnson getting another opinion on his shoulder, which you know may require surgery. He felt like he was just talking about injuries yesterday. The one positive is we may see Todd Gurley back in the game on Sunday, although we haven't used him very much. So if you're a Falcon fan, I don't know how much that makes you uh, nervous or not, but we may have one healthy guy going. When, when you're looking at Atlanta's defense, the Rams scored, it felt like negative four points. They scored seven points, but the, their lowest output in yardage of the season, probably Jared Goff's worst game potentially of his career, uh, Sean McVay on a through game losing skid, but we're hoping coming back to Atlanta and you mentioned the home game and hopefully that helps out a little bit, but what are we coming up against with this defense uh, as far as, you know, can you continue to put pressure on Jared Goff and what's that matchup going to look like offense versus defense? Well, it's a, it's a very favorable matchup for the Rams offense. And, 
the, one of the main issues that the Falcons have been struggling with these last couple of weeks is sort of how porous their defense has been. They've been, you know, full of miscommunications and mental errors on the back end. <clears throat> They're dealing with an injury to cornerback Desmond Trufant, who started off the season really well, then sort of struggled in recent games, giving up a lot of big plays. But he's now sort of dealing with an injury. He's not expected to play this week. And going up against these Rams receivers, that's going to be a very tough matchup for this young group of cornerbacks where the Falcons have a rookie in Kendall Sheffield, a former safety in DeMonte Casey as their nickel guy, and then a second-year player in Isaiah Oliver who's really struggled this year and really has been problematic when it comes to the Falcons trying to man up opposing teams and, and him going up against fast, explosive receivers like Brandon Cooks and, and Robert Woods on the outside could be very favorable for the Rams offense and then you couple that with the I know the Rams are dealing with some issues on their offensive line with some injuries uh that they're hoping that you know a trade for a guy like Austin Corbett is going to help solve some of those issues but they're going up against a Falcons pass rush that has been struggling in recent weeks and has really struggled to put pressure on the quarterback after a pretty good start early this season and that's been another reason why they've struggled defensively in recent weeks because they Arguably, their pass rush was able to mask some of their issues on the back end. They lost Keanu Neal um, earlier in the season, and his replacement in Kamal Ishmael, the strong safety position, has been very problematic and, 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 and struggled these last couple of games. So I think the real thing that the Rams offense has to worry about is the thing that most teams are worried about when they face the Rams defense is that interior defensive tackle and in the Rams case is obviously Aaron Donald. But for the Falcons, they're, by far their best player has been defensive tackle Grady Jarrett and him going up against uh, the interior of that Rams offensive line that again is dealing with the injury. That is really sort of the one thing that I think if Rams fans are worried about this Falcons defense, it's worrying about whether or not Grady Jarrett is going to wreak absolute havoc on this offensive line and really create problems for Jared Goff in the passing game. Because if the Rams offensive line can give Jared Goff time, he should have really no problem picking apart this Falcons defense as so many other quarterbacks have done this season. Yeah. And that is the funny thing, right? If he has time, he may have an opportunity to pick apart this defense, but having time has been the big issue. And part of the reason the Rams went out and picked up uh, Austin Corbett this, well, today, about 30 minutes ago, hoping that they can fill him in, uh, Jamil Demby, who filled in at guard uh, when Nopum went down, registered, and I don't have this in front of me, but I saw it earlier, and it's not hard to forget. I think it was like a 3.5 grade as far as pass protecting grade, which I didn't even know existed. I didn't know you could go below like 20 or 30%, a single-digit grade. I think the person who tweeted out said it was the only single-digit grade given out this year and potentially probably in the history of football because that's ridiculously low. And one of the reasons why we went out and got Austin Corbett is we need a little help on the line. So hopefully they can add some protection, a little good news, bad news. When you're looking at the Atlanta defense, uh, depending on, you know, what side you're on this, it could go for both, right? The good news for me is uh, looking at this football outsider rank them 29th as far as defensive ranking. Uh, but then the good news for you would be looking in last week's performance. Falcons were fifth in pass rush win rate going into last week. Uh, you talked about Grady Jarrett. Uh, Tack is another guy out there that can cause some concerns for this O-line. Uh, you guys have done pretty well as far as uh, getting some pressure on the quarterback. It's what's behind those guys that has caused a little bit of trouble. So if we can protect Jared Goff, you talked about it. We've got three wide receivers uh, who we haven't traded, who aren't injured. It's the, it's the bright spot of this team. If we can just get him the football, 
Uh, that will be a matchup to watch for sure. Our O-line versus your D-line. If we can get Jared Goff, he needs a bounce back game it, desperately bad. He's been playing pretty bad in this three-game skid. So we'll have to see um, you know, how things turn out. But that's definitely a matchup to watch. And like I said, good news, bad news, depending on how you look at it. Absolutely. And I think... You know, the last point I'll bring up is I think if they Rams do get Todd Gurley back, that's going to be a huge benefit for them. Uh, the Falcons, the last time they faced the Rams, did an excellent job sort of keeping Gurley contained. But the beautiful thing about having Todd Gurley on the field is because the defenses have to focus on him. That will potentially give the Rams some opportunities to sort of exploit, uh, you know, through like sleight of hand and misdirection type of plays that have been very successful against his defense because they're going to be so keyed on stopping Gurley that it will allow opportunities for some of their other weapons to be able to make some plays. Well, we'll talk about that matchup a little bit further as we step aside. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this matchup, and then we'll get into predictions and and talk about how we think this thing is going to play out on Sunday in Atlanta. We'll be right back. Locked on crossover right after this. My man, Dave Robles, is hooking you up. If you are buying or selling a house and you live in Southern California, you must hit up Dave Robles or go to DaveRobles.com. Dave is an L.A. native and knows the city in and out. He's an L.A. Rams fan. That should help. He's a really strong negotiator who understands how to get you a good deal on your home or top dollar for your current home if you're selling. He has excellent Yelp and Zillow reviews, so if you don't believe me, just go check those out. Again, check out that website, DaveRobles.com, or just call him, 213-712-4343. Again, you tell him you're from Locked On and you're going to buy or sell a house with him, he is going to get you 2020 season tickets to the Los Angeles Rams in the new stadium If I were you, you're on that fence. Go talk to the wife. Go talk to the husband. Let him know it is time to make a move. You can get season tickets as well as a great deal on your house. Call him for details. 213-712-4343. Dave Robles, the man, the myth, the Robles. All right, we are back. Third and final segment, Wednesday edition, crossover edition. Uh, We are talking Falcons. We're talking Rams. This game is on Sunday uh, down in Atlanta. An amazing, beautiful stadium down there. I was down there last year for a Michigan versus Florida bowl game. It was the Peach Bowl. I'm a Michigan fan. It didn't end up for me well. We were there for the Super Bowl last year. Rams didn't end well for us. So we're looking, at least me personally, looking for something positive to come out of this dome. It is beautiful stadium, but it has provided me nothing but L's and sadness. So uh, maybe it's something that can turn around. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, the, how has the crowd been there? I know us Rams, we've gotten a lot of grief out in LA for having visitors come in and, and basically rep or take over the stadium looking at that 49ers game. It was a lot of red. And uh, even, you know, if you want to go one step further here in LA with the Chargers, it was like 90% Steelers fans. They even played the Steelers theme song going into the fourth quarter. Uh, when you talk about this advantage in Atlanta, how should the environment be? Even with a one in four game, how's that environment in Atlanta going to be? And will this be, you know, something that you guys count on as far as an advantage in this game? Well, it, the home field advantage hasn't really been there for the Falcons this year. The last home game they played against the Titans uh, back in week four, uh, it was a little a little sparse for the Falcons. And, and one of the issues that the Falcons have dealt with with their great stadium has been that 
because there's so many other distractions in the stadium, they, you know, sort of keep people busy that they're not necessarily sitting in their seats, um, mm. cheering on the crowd and, and making as much noise. So even though they should have a pretty good home field advantage, uh, given the crowd and, and given playing indoors, they don't always quite get it. And they really kind of need the team to sort of spark that, like the fans will get involved if they can get off to these fast starts and, and sort of punch the Rams in the mouth. And then the crowd can get behind and get into the game. And people will be like, okay, maybe let me put the phone down and stop being on Instagram in the, during the concourse and let me get in my seat <laughs> and start cheering uh, for the team. But, you know, I think that's really going to be the issue for the Falcons. They really need to give the crowd something to cheer about because I think right now, given everybody's expectations, as I mentioned at the top of the show, where it seems inevitable that this coaching staff is going to get fired. Really, the fans don't really have a compelling reason to really care all that much. So I think really if the team is going to get the crowd behind them and get that home field advantage with the crowd noise, um, you know, to slow down um, the the Rams pass rush and, and speed up the Falcons pass rush, then the Falcons really need to give them something to cheer about on the field. Well, it'll be interesting for the Rams because this is a team until last week had not scored in the first quarter of any game, scored a touchdown in the first quarter of any game. We finally checked that box last week with the Robert Woods basically end around that got him into the end zone, his first touchdown of the season as well. Uh, So starting this game out hot would be a nice thing for the Rams. Obviously you talked about uh, a lot of distractions in that stadium, the one and four record, the kind of the disappointment in the team and probably you know, the coaching staff there. But if the Rams can come out early in this game and really get back to an identity, which has been a key word we've talked about here on Lockdown Rams that they, they haven't had all year long. Uh, we ran the ball extremely well in that first drive last week and then kind of tailored away from it a little bit. So with Gurley coming back, uh, Malcolm Brown's one of those guys that is on the injury report with a uh, twist ankle uh, injury that he's got. Uh, Daryl Henderson, the rookie, saw some action, looked good at times, but he had a big, massive fumble in the second half that really led to uh, kind of a downpour of fails for the Rams in the second half. So we'll see what the Rams really come out trying to do in this first half. But I think getting back to what they've done so well, which is ball control, uh, Sean McVay, I think only has one loss these days when uh, he wins the time of possession battle last week. We did not even come close to that. Uh, it was the Niners had the ball. Our defense got tired and really just did as much as they could. So that's going to be something to watch early in this game. Can the Rams come in, uh, kind of quiet the crowd early and and get to a lead and all of a sudden uh, kind of take control of this game? But again, you never know how this thing shakes out. When you look at some of the keys to this game, uh, what are your important keys as far as you know leading to a Falcons victory? Well, I think the first thing they have to do is they have to block Aaron Donald. The Falcons have really <laughs> yeah. struggled with their interior offensive line this season. And James Carpenter, who's been their left guard, has really struggled in recent weeks. Jamon Brown, their right guard, who replaced their rookie, Chris Lindstrom, who went down with an injury after week one, has been in and off, in and out of the, the locker room because he gets hurt seemingly every week and misses time. And they're forced to put Wes Schweitzer in the game for a series or two. And then he kind of struggles as well. So, and then you have Alex Mack, their center, who's, you know, been a pro bowler like the last three years, he's been dealing with an elbow injury and he hasn't been as effective uh, as a blocker as well. So this is really a golden opportunity for Aaron Donald to wreak havoc in this game. 
And the last couple of times the Falcons have played the Rams, Aaron Donald has wreaked havoc in this game and really caused a lot of problems for them. So I think, again, if, if Rams fans are worried about their secondary, then, you know, Aaron Donald is potentially the guy that can solve all those issues. Second key, I think the Falcons are going to need to get off to a fast start and put the pressure on the Rams offense that has obviously been struggling in recent weeks to play up to their potential and, and, and really uh, take Todd Gurley out of the game so that they're not as balanced. And if the Falcons can play with a lead, which will be for the only second time really this season, if they can maintain that, that will be important for them. And, you know, I think the third thing is just stop making <laughs> silly mistakes on, on defense. And right. the communication breakdowns and the mental errors have been too prevalent and it's been going on for several weeks. So I'm not very optimistic that this week it's suddenly going to change, but I'm, you know, hoping that, you know, maybe the Falcons are looking to tinker a little bit with their lineup uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and maybe that will help solve some of those issues on the back end. Yeah, and that's definitely going to be something to watch here. And, you know, this game, very important for both sides. So going to be fun to see how it shakes out. You talked about uh, some of the keys. Another thing I think is really important for the Rams, and I think it's important for any game, is, is the turnover battle. Uh, and the Rams, I believe, are, I think, bottom five of the league right now. They are minus three in the turnover possession battle. So uh, coming out and winning that is going to be important on the road if we can get some extra possession, especially uh, with our secondary depleted a little bit, potentially a brand new lineman in there. Uh, we'll see how fast they get uh, Austin Corbin turned around and in the game. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on those things. But now when we get to the good stuff, we've talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. We talked about trying to stop Aaron Donald, which he's heating up, by the way. He had two sacks last week, a sack in the game previous to that. So this is kind of the time last year. Uh, I mean, if you look back, he didn't have a sack till week four and ended up with 20 and a half sacks. So he's heating up uh, a tough thing. You might as well send three guys to go guard him and, and take your chances with everyone else. But as you look at this and how this shakes out, what is your prediction coming into this game on Sunday? Thoughts of how it plays out and win-loss score, whatever you feel comfortable with throwing out right now? Yeah, look, the last three weeks, we've been hoping the Falcons would have their get-right game. And unfortunately for the Falcons, it's been the get-right game for the opposing team. And I think that trend will continue for four weeks in a row. And so with this Rams offense reeling, I think they get back on track. I think they look like the Rams offense of old, probably put up a 30-burger on this Falcons defense. I think the Falcons will have some opportunities to put some points on the board and make it at least somewhat competitive. But I'm looking at sort of a Rams win, something like 38 to 31 uh, in their favor. Well, Aaron, you are more than welcome to come on the podcast anytime with very nice <laughs> words like that. Uh, we we definitely need uh, that 30 burger sounds delicious. Maybe a side of girly to go with that because uh, to get back on track, this is a game that you know we are definitely looking at as a game that could help us get there. Uh, Jared Goff, and I mentioned he's played poorly in the last three games. Well, it's like he has and he hasn't because the first two games of that three-game losing streak, he had over 900 yards. Uh, he was throwing the ball left and right, but he also had some very bad, ugly throws that, that were either turnover-worthy throws or actually ended up as turnovers. He's fumbled the ball probably more than you know the, any – running back combo of any team at this point. Uh, so taking care of the ball is important, but I think this is the case where we get a little bit more protection. Uh, they're going to try to focus on getting the ball out. Hopefully we start to get Gurley a little bit more involved if healthy. If not, we've got Daryl Henderson 
and John Kelly are going to be our one-two backs if Gurley's a no-go. So I don't know how much they'll go to the running game, but this is an opportunity for the Rams to kind of look at the next two games. We've got Atlanta one and four. We've got the Bengals over in London, I think are still winless. So this is a time to kind of catch up on this division when you've got the Seahawks and the Niners who are looking really, really good uh, to finally get a win and kind of catch up to those guys. So it's really at this point for the Rams, when you're looking at a three and three ball club, I don't want to call it a must win, but you're starting to get into that area of you got to win versus the teams that you stack up better against. And right now I think roster wise, and just how the flow of the games are going, that the Rams should win this game, but we never know. Anything can happen on Sunday. I think, along with you, is going to be up in the 30s. The Rams' defense, especially with a couple of the players out, trading Peters, I think they're going to give up some points. So I think you're on the right track here. Um, I like it, really, 38-31, I think you said. I'm going to piggyback that for now because I haven't given it much thought, but I liked it. It sounded good to me. It gets the Rams a win. It gets us back in the win column. So uh, either way, it's going to be a great game down there. And if, if anything, I mean, the one thing I got to get say for the Atlanta fans, I mean, uh, beers are like five bucks at the game, right? I mean, at least go. It's like a cheap bar uh, with, a, with a game in the background. I mean, that that is something I hope uh, L.A. with their brand new stadium is something they can piggyback because uh, when I saw those prices come out a long time ago, it was awesome. Uh, but uh, with yeah. that said, Aaron, man, I appreciate you talking. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck after Sunday. Stay healthy. Uh, hopefully we get an opportunity to talk again. And uh, I always appreciate your insight, my man. Yeah, same to you, uh, Bear. I'm looking. I'm hoping the Rams get their season back on track. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't necessarily want them to do so on Sunday, but they're an exciting team to watch in the, in the playoffs. And I know the Falcons aren't going to be in the playoffs, but I'm hoping the Rams can get in the playoffs so that I have something entertaining to watch come January. And uh, if anything, make a little run. Make it a little tough for those Saints out there. We will be pulling for you guys along the way as well. Uh, hey, look, you're the Saints kryptonite, so we need you back in January to prevent <laughs> that team from uh, getting back on top. With that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Keep your hand up.